I got the scoreboard right. It is 116 to 109. The Suns do win tonight. And last night I had them winning, but they did lose. Tonight they did win for real, right, Suns Geek? Yes, they won for real. Glad to be back once again. Suns Jam Session podcast and Suns Geek collaboration. Let's go. And we got the W. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should never stop this. Any night we have Suns Geek on, it's a great <laughs> night. Right, Jamsters? It's always just a warm welcome. Really good friend. Always here on the pod. John, I think it's just out for real tonight. He's taking my sister out on a date, keeping their relationship a little spicy. You know, you got to do that. You got to take him out on a date. You know, you got to sacrifice a little bit for the pod and just make sure your love all right, that's a little bit too Wait much. Wait a minute. Me. You're saying that John actually has a life outside of this YouTube stuff? Are you are I, you saying that? I think so. I think Cause, he does. Because, I mean, you know, I, I don't have a life over here. You know, my <laughs> subscribers know that. It's this channel. That's all I do. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what? I honestly don't have a life, I guess. That's why I'll be on every pod, guys. I'm just joking. Um, but Send yes, your I'm, invites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it is a win tonight. Let's already get to it because Biscuits in the Bear donated $7, oh. a difference of the Suns' victory. Tuesday, W incoming, he says. And you know what? I'm excited. The in-season tournament is coming Tuesday. Actually starts Monday. But at the end of the pod, we'll get into that because I have some questions and just some predictions. There's nothing more exciting than predictions, I feel like. Right, Suns Geek? We'll get into that because I want to get your predictions of who's going to win the whole thing. First time it's ever going to happen. So who knows? It's going to be fun just to kind of predict that. Jamsters, you guys can be involved as well. Um, before we get started, though, crack it open. I got something to crack open. What are you going to crack open there, something? You got a good old Coors Light, man. Got a good old Coors Light. All right. Well, that looks delicious. I got what you had last <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah, let's go. I'm not, no more THC. All right. Whatever that did to me last night, I started seeing some weird <laughs> geometric shapes and some demons and stuff. It you got said a little you didn't sleep either, night. didn't you? You said Did you didn't sleep. sleep. <laughs> sleep with the demons. So, like, subscribe, rate, review, five star review, Apple Podcasts, like us all. Love you guys. Let's start the podcast. Actually, I didn't even crack it open, so forgot <laughs> that part. Cheers. Sixteen to one oh nine. Suns Geek and I will do this pod together and have a great time with our beers. And also, I just I'm so happy the Suns got a victory. I'm just so happy they got this over with. I just know for sure that a lot of us Jamsters, right? You can tell us in the chat. I just wanted this to be over, right? As soon as the third quarter happened, they kind of pulled away. I'm like, okay, the Suns are gonna win, right? I'm writing the recap for Brightside. I put in, and you're not supposed to do this, but I'm like, the Suns are gonna win. They do have, they pull away, get the victory, but it was just taking forever with four seconds left. The 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 Grizzlies call a timeout. And you can see Kevin Durant just sitting there like, what are they doing? Yeah. This game's over. Can we just end it? Kevin Durant was so tired, but uh, that's not a question I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask you a question really quick to start the pod. Oi, Matty. Mate, I've got to ask. Something weird actually happened today to start the game in the first quarter. I got beer all over my tiny beard. 
Jalen Noel was charged with a flop. Did you see that? And what is your takeaway from that? Is this the first time you've ever seen that where a technical was shot after a flop was called, but it wasn't like in the opposite way where it's like, no, you, you faked us out with that technical. I've never seen that unless it's happened with the Suns games. I don't remember that. Do you remember that at all? I, I don't think I've ever seen that happen. And I know you've watched as much basketball as I have, but I, I and I know that might be kind of avoiding the question here, but I just kind of feel like this is a, not a trend the referee should be on because it just seems like they're calling all these questionable and weird calls with stuff like that. But again, I have never seen a technical on a flop. Now, if that were Draymond Green who did that and they gave him a technical, I'd probably understand that or somebody like a Draymond, you know what I mean? But Jalen Noel, flop, technical, like I've never seen that before. So hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, I've never seen it either. And when it actually happened, I'm like, there you go. All right, now we're kind of getting some things right. When you can actually see that in real time as a ref, yeah. or some some guy's just flopping on you, you're like, dude, I got you on that one. That's pretty funny. Yeah. That's that's showing up that player like, I saw you flop. That's embarrassing, right? Yeah. Like a lot of these calls, a lot of these blocks, a lot of the trash talk, it might be embarrassing. But for a ref to just be like, no, that was, that was fucking bullshit. Like you actually flopped. And I'm calling you out on it in front of everybody, not after the game, during the game, and they're going to get a point for it. I think it's crazy. I want to see actually the Jamsters' comments. If you've ever seen that before. Somebody mentioned that, I guess, it happened to KD once when he was with the Warriors. That was what uh, Emmanuel said. Flopping tech happened on KD versus Warriors, if you remember. Yeah. All right. Well, another Jamsters' That's sometimes the stuff that, like, goes over my head, to be honest with you. But, hey, I mean... Maybe that should be something more referees should pay attention to. Maybe take notes on, you know what I mean? Maybe call more of those, if you will. Even though I just kind of criticize them for calling bad calls and all that. Because they have. There's been a weird trend of questionable calls and everything. But, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Um, One questionable thing that did happen tonight was Devin Booker returning tonight. It was quite the surprise. Big Dick Booker. Back in action quicker than what we thought because after or before we ended the last pod, we were like, Booker's not going to play. Um, we'll get this win against Memphis, but he'll save him for the in season tournament. We made the call today. We had no idea that he would be starting. Came out 34 points, <laughs> 10 rebounds, seven assists tonight for big Dick Booker. Suns Geek, man, he just spoiled the Memphis Grizzlies three game win streak and. Poor Grizzlies, because he came out and dominated, right? Devin Armani Booker is back. And look, you know, again, we talked about it on the pod, like you mentioned. I was a little surprised. I wasn't like, oh, my God, Devin Booker's playing. But I was like, oh, I was like, Devin Booker's playing. Okay. But I will say this. If there was sort of a game he, I don't know, I I guess I'm a little torn on this, because you could have rested him and then had, you know, the day off and then played in the in-season tournament game. But if there was ever a sort of get right game, and we're going to talk about the Suns as a whole, like later on throughout the podcast and everything, I guess this was sort of the quote, get right game for Devin Booker. And I mean, he, he looked a lot better than I thought he did. And I mean that as respectfully as I can really just because 
when when the game first started, he seemed like he was just kind of pacing himself, but maybe that was the plan and the idea. Kind of seemed like he was taking things a little bit easy, but then he started finding his shot, kind of started finding his rhythm, and I felt like he started finding his pace to the game, and that was when he started cooking. And, you know, I was talking to a friend earlier. It's like, when is Devin Booker going to have that regular season triple-double? Because he seems to get so close to it. No, But you know what, man? If I know Devin Booker just as well as you know him, it's like he doesn't even care about that. Devin Booker just wants to win and to come back off of an ankle sprain. And as you mentioned, 34 points, 10 boards, and 7 assists. I mean, I've been preaching it on my channel. I don't know if you and John have been talking about it on the podcast. In my personal opinion, Devin Booker deserves to be in the MVP chat. And tonight was just another reminder. He looked fantastic tonight. What did you see out of him? Oh man, it was it was ridiculous the moves he was actually pulling out there with a sore ankle that we thought was sore. Yeah. But you know, even um, Tom Leander was talking about if this was a playoff game or even the in season tournament game, just yeah. saying if it was, yeah. he would be playing. So I guess the injury wasn't that bad. We were worried. I was almost crying over it. Metal Mike does say that the book spin move was yeah. funny. I, I it wrote was that whatever now. this is, uh, <laughs> magnificent or whatever you say. I thought it was too. I mean, after that one, it was like everyone on the bench was going crazy. But even before that, in the third quarter, when they came out, the defense was still just poo poo. Nurkic was kind of giving up on a few plays, which was like really unlike him. He was KD. (laughs) Yeah, I think they were all super tired. Except for Book. Book's like, come on, guys, what's going on? Right. So he starts pulling out these plays out of his ass and he just starts lighting up the Grizzlies, ruining their third, their three game win streak that never is going to happen for the season. Um, But Booker just made sure to have fun tonight too after that. Like after that bad stretch of the third, there's a timeout, comes out. There's kind of just these weird looks he's given to the bench. Just being goofy tonight. I don't know. He was just having fun, dude. I think he's just kind of like getting out those jitters before the in-season tournament game, but he was having some fun tonight. Um, There's a good comment in here from Pedro. Do the Suns win if we had everyone? It's a good comment, but I kind of want to go another way with it because I was thinking too like, how quickly we kind of turn things when the Suns start losing players, injuries happen, then they come back. Then it takes a while to get into a groove again. Yep. And it's like, is this team good enough again? And then everyone's healthy, but Beal, we'll leave, we'll leave Beal out of this. Everyone's healthy. Then it's like, oh, they're having a hard time against the Grizzlies. Yeah, they're going to. It's just, it takes a little time. I know Booker just missed the one <laughs> yeah. game. They were rolling with him in there with KD. KD was out. They were still winning. But when Booker comes back, it's just it takes a little time, man. And these guys were playing the back to back. Nurk and Katie spent a lot of energy last night, so it's not going to be the real Suns. But I just think like it's just funny how we just go back and forth, right? Where it's like the Suns are they're champions, right? They're they're contenders. They're not champions yet, but they're contenders this year. And then all of a sudden, if they start to skid a little bit, everybody. Like, oh, what do we need to add? And I do that too. I'm like, who should we trade? Right, Josh Okogi. I don't, I don't do Josh Okogi, but. Uh, Metal Mike says that was a chef kiss. Yeah, I know. I, I'm glad you actually brought that up, Matthew. And, and look, even though I was kind of trashing the Grizzlies last night and probably will trash them later in this podcast and everything, let's be real, dude. It is hard to win in the NBA. I, I know, like, the narrative is like, yeah, the Grizzlies are trash. And, yeah, their record's terrible because they have they're, – they're literally depleted by injuries. That's sort of my point. Like, 
This is still the NBA. These are still professional basketball players. They have a really solid underrated player in Desmond Bain, a defensive force in Jaron Jackson Jr. And they, they have just guys that can play, man. So it doesn't matter who is on the roster. You can lose on any given night. And, like, I, I try to remind Suns fans about that here and there. I say, like, you can be the worst team in the league which last time I checked is probably the Detroit Pistons, Monty Williams. You know what I mean? But you can still lose. So I'm kind of glad you brought that up. But again, man, just for Booker to come back, put up the numbers that he did, perform the way that he did. I mean, we talked about that, like, you know, he went in between the legs and the spin move. And then, you know, he had a few nice pocket passes to like Josh Akogi, you know, that one no look pass to Yuta in the corner. Like his playmaking was incredible tonight. Even though I start, even though I said he kind of started off like a little slow, if you will, I think he was just pacing himself, and that was why he had such a great game. It looked like the bench was having a good time. Remember when he went up to them, was like high fiving all of them. They were like smiling on the bench. It was great, man. Yeah. What, a, what a great oh, win! It was good energy. I just kind of felt like too, like in the arena, like it was just kind of one of those games. Like, well, we're here. It's a Saturday night. We're just gonna hang out, have some beers. There wasn't a whole lot of energy there. Nurk was kind of like, come on, guys, stand up a little bit, right? He was kind of doing that to the crowd after (laughs) kind of showed up there in the third quarter. Um, (laughs) But Booker right now, he's 9-2 and with the Suns, right? So the MVP case that he has, it's it's definitely there. They've been talking about it on the ringer. Um, I've been preaching about it. The one outlet I listen to, yeah. You've been preaching about it. Everyone's been talking about it, right? He gets hurt, and we're like, that's what happens, right? He gets hurt after things are talked about, after he is praised, and He's still not into this team is looking good with him on the floor. They don't win without him tonight. There's no way. I don't feel like they win this game without him. But do you think though, because I don't think we talked about it yet. I didn't talk about it with you yet, but this is MVP case. Is it something there? Is it something real or no? Now? (laughs) Probably no, but that's just because, you know, we are, there's just so many incredible players and Kevin Durant can be thrown in that conversation as well. And I know like, you know, all these outlets and media sites have their top 10 MVP rankings as of this date or whatever. But like, I believe Devin Booker should be up there. Kevin Durant should be up there, but there's just so many talented players, man. You got Jokic, uh, you know, Giannis, Luca, et cetera, et cetera. Probably like five other guys I didn't name that should be in the MVP case. Yeah. But I, I just, I don't know. They might change the narrative this year just because I feel like they need to get someone in there and yeah. Jokic doesn't care. He already said, right, I don't care about care. the MVPs. Why would you give him another MVP if he doesn't give a fuck? You know, Devin Booker would probably mean a little bit more to him, but he know he just wants a championship too. Um, there were a few guys back, or actually there was a guy missing tonight. So Eric Gordon was missing tonight from the game. Just a quick little, you know, oh, he's out, scratched. Um, not a big deal, really. But you just it just shows tonight really without him there, him being what do you think, maybe fourth or third best player on this team? He is third been best, great, maybe? man. Especially I mean, he's, third start, best. he's been good, him man third i think he, i would he probably might say nurk so i'd probably put him fourth but like you could make an argument him and grayson allen could intertwine for that fourth and fifth best sun spot so far honorable mention maybe to katie bates diop you know stepping into that like starter role and josh kogi but still man the point is eric gordon has been fantastic especially with the contract that we got him on after all these years of suns fans wanting him we got him if he needs a night off he can take a night off yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say Nurk's third best, and I might put him just number one because I love the dude. But let's talk about him. <laughs> Nurk. Delicious definition, make them boys go crazy. Oh.
Rick, 14 points, nine rebounds. What a man. What a stud. He was actually getting blocked every. <laughs> he was tired. He was tired. <laughs> it's it's funny only because maybe because we won, but it's maybe it's funny because it's just Nurk. Yeah. Like when he's getting blocked down there and he's just like, I don't know what to do. Like he's so mad at himself. I'm like, dude, just pass the ball out, man. It's like, it's, it's kind of like Sarich esque, right? A little bit where Sarich would just be in the lane and just getting the shit blocked out of him, but he doesn't pass out. Uh, Nurk does that too sometimes. Tonight, though, he kind of figured it out in the third, in the second half, right? He started taking over. Like I said earlier, he was getting the crowd involved. He was just like, come on, guys, stand up for once, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Act like this free Wetzel's pretzels is out there, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he um he had a fun game in the in this first half, second half. It's fun to me in the first half, just because I feel like him getting those blocks, his reactions and stuff. It's funny to me right now. In the future, it might not be so funny, but I enjoy the guy. He is one of my favorites, obviously, on this team. Just all out effort every game, super exhausted, right? Yeah. He was just super exhausted tonight. I, I I become you know I, I'm I'm hopping on the bandwagon and everything. He's become a fan favorite for me. And one thing that stands out to me statistic wise right away is he only played 26 minutes tonight. Now I know that he, you know, shot probably a little too much than he should. I mean, six for 18 is really bad from the field. But he finished with 14 points, nine rebounds. But here's kind of what also stands out: three assists, two steals, and one block. Now he did a thousand everything as we were talking about. That, you know, he got a little too aggressive at times, you know, sometimes needs to pass out when he's like triple teamed and being sworn. But I love what I've been seeing out of Nurkic all season long. Obviously, you and I, less than 24 hours ago, were talking about how he had his best game as a son against Nikola Jokic, who's won two MVPs, by the way. You know, he just keeps on impressing me. And again, there's some inconsistencies here and there. Sometimes Drew Eubanks you know, we'll play over him late in the game, but I don't care, man. This team is deep. I love what we got going with Nurkic. And I actually wrote down a couple small Nurkic plays that happened. Cause I remember last podcast, you and I were kind of talking, me, you and John, excuse me, we're talking about, he has something kind of going with him and Kevin Durant. Well, tonight I saw a lot of him and Booker two plays in particular where uh, Booker had like a nice little pocket pass to Nurkic, and I think he like threw it down. Then I think it was the next play down. Nurkic found Booker, who was cutting back door, and got him. Just like the little things like that. And then uh, he had that nice little uh, post up on Busy, where I think uh, he missed the shot, but he he ended up grabbing it. He pump faked and put it back in. Just like those little things, you know what I mean? That's what Nurkic does, which is sort of a lot different than DeAndre Ayton. Sorry, Suns fans, but it's true. I love what I saw to Nurkic tonight. He he was great, man. Oh, F DeAndre Aiden. <laughs> I've seen a lot of discourse, especially after the last game. So I had to kind of throw my shot at Aiden. <laughs> no, you you have to. Um, well, I mean, you don't have to, but it's just necessary because we I see the efforts. To. And I want to go back. Yeah, the, the yeah there you go. <laughs> just live a little. Yeah, F the guy. It's okay. No one's watching. Um, Stephanie Jackson did put there's a few comments here about Nurk. I want to go over to win a championship, you need a championship team. Nurkic is a guy along with Beal when we get back. Preach. Get him back. Preach. Yes, definitely. And I think it was it was something in the beginning of the season we saw in Nurk where he was that connector guy and it made sense. He settled down and kind of knows everyone's game now. Now he's trying to get his own in the paint. You know, sometimes it doesn't work out, right? He he forces it and needs to draw the foul a little bit yeah. more. Oh, yeah. But he is a guy that's just going to pour his heart and soul into it. Six fouls again tonight, fouling out for the second game in a row. 
you know, I don't know what it is. We let it slide with this guy a few times. It's like, if that's Jaron Jackson Jr., we're a big Memphis Grizzly yeah. fan. And we're just like, oh, this guy, his foul trouble is just an issue. But there's just other things Nurk does and how he just, the way he's expanded his game with the Suns, it's just, it's precious to us, I think. It's just, it's something else. Also, um, too, I'm sorry to interrupt no, you. Go ahead. Just, just real quick, what he said last night, like I'm paraphrasing here, but he was like, we lost. I'm pissed off. You know what I mean? Like, yes, thanks for I, bringing that up. That's I what I want to hear yeah. every single Phoenix Sun player say when we lose. That's That should be the mentality. Like, you know me, I'm a big, like, moral victory kind of guy. I'm optimistic, I'm positive, but like, that's how Phoenix Suns fans and players and staff should be thinking. Like we lost the game. It doesn't matter about my performance. Sorry to interrupt you, but I had to, I had to mention that. Um, really quick. I was going to continue about Nurk. Um, let me switch it up a little bit. There is a comment in here. I know John's in the chat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The QC dollar 99. Thank you very much. Donating. Uh, just got here. Y'all hear books post game interview? No, I did not. Not yet, but I'll maybe look it up while we're. Yeah, I did not see that, so I don't know up. what it's about. But if you can just give us a quick description, you don't have to yeah, donate I'll anymore. Yeah. Give us a quick description, and maybe we can see what happened there. But going back to Nurk just for a second, um, one more thing. Sawbucks twenty three says Nurk can be frustrating at times, but we watched DA for years, and we already used we're already used to being frustrated with the center position at times. Yeah, um, I don't know. Just I, I don't know if I would say frustrating. <laughs> I, I, I would just say I don't get frustrated with Nurk because we have yeah. so many other options. Like he's yeah. just an added bonus to us. I would just say Da had to be the second or first. Da yeah. had to be the second best guy in that team for us yeah. to win a championship. He had to. Yeah. He said he was going to be. He basically said that, and his everything he talked about him being dominated and all that. So he had to be second best to win it. Nurk can be our fourth best guy or fifth best, and we can still have a chance to win a championship if Beal returns and is 100%. And because DeAndre Ayton was the number one overall pick, the first ever number one overall pick in Suns history, so that just raised the expectations even higher. Okay. So. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I said okay to the QC. He just said that of KD, oh, Booker's saying he said of KD, I'm the point guard, he's a scorer. Yeah, it definitely yep. is a thing. Um, Booker's just the facilitating wise, Point just Booker something lives. else right now, man. Yep, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, anything else? Anything else on Nurk you have before we continue? Because it's kind of like Aiden watching away, where I can just yeah. go for days on this dude. I, I guess what just talking wise. I mean, I, I'll say this about every player, KD and Booker included, just consistency. That's all we need from Nurk is just consistency. But again, he did all of that besides the bad shooting. He did all that in just twenty six minutes. So shout out to Nurkage, man. Just need a little bit more consistency. You know what I mean? A little bit. He's getting there, though. Man, he's been he's pretty getting, impressive. And I he's love been it. Great um, the last there... three games. Yeah. Yeah. It's been there. Excuse me, a little, little bird <laughs> no, pick up there. You're good. Trying you're to hide good. it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a Budweiser tonight now. I know what it feels like to be John when he has his little burps. Um <laughs> All right. Who else? Who do you want to go to next? What do you want to talk about next? I know we would just go through the players and stuff, but is there anything on the top of your notes, anything that you noted uh, is important to you of value that we can talk about? I don't know why we haven't talked about Kevin freaking Durant yet. <laughs> I have no idea either. Hold on a second. <laughs> who the heck are you? I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. I know who I am. Did anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see anything? I'm one of the best players to ever play a game. 
when Nurk was talking about last night in the post-game interview where he was talking about, hey, like KD needs to get to the line more. It's Kevin Durant, right? Tonight, KD just got there seven times, seven attempts, five for seven. Um, but he was very, very efficient, man. 27 points. He had 30 points last night, but missed. I think he was, what was he, eight for 44? Yeah, and he went ice night. cold. Yeah, in the ice cold quarter, yeah. Yeah, but 10 of 14 tonight, which was just brilliant. Amazing. Five assists. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, it's still, it was still kind of under the radar. He was just kind of, kind of the guy cleaning stuff up, just taking his taking his shots when they were there, managing the game when he can. Yeah. And it was nice to have Booker back to help him out. He was super tired, right? And I know we said Nurkic was, but you can see Katie. He's just like, I want to go home, go to sleep. <laughs> just like me at the spot. I just want to go to sleep. You, le- you legit read my mind, and that's why I wanted to talk about Kevin Durant. Think of the luxury of that. Like Kevin Durant was sort of our cleanup guy tonight. It was really sort of the Booker show, maybe the Nurkid show, if you will. Kevin Durant still finished the game with 27 points, only missed four shots, hit two threes, five assists. You know what I mean? Like there was one small play in particular. It wasn't even really a highlight. It, I, th- I believe it was kind of midway through the fourth quarter. Uh, he was sort of on the left side. Desmond Bain can't like closed out on him and then he got yep. double teamed he just made the shot like it was nothing i'm like dude like kevin durant is just ridiculous because he hits those kind of shots no matter who's guarding him and again like you you sort of mentioned it like it's not like he did anything like super spectacular tonight but the fact that he put up those numbers and, and his performance might get overlooked is just a great luxury to have man like we are we are spoiled as Suns fans. That's that's why I wanted to talk about KD. And you know what? If he goes home and crashes right when he gets to his bed, then he deserves it, man, because he, he's been playing great as well. He definitely does. But, I mean, he's going out, man. He's still young. He's old in our eyes because of basketball, still kind young. of. But he's still young. He's going to go out and party, probably go to um, Marley's or someplace. Maybe, I don't know, Denny's after. Scottsdale. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely want to talk about this dude. Hi, Barbie. Oh, hi, Alan. Oh. Oh, Grayson, Grayson Allen, our fuck shit up guy. Slayers icon does say sons are not using Grayson Allen correctly. He is most of the time the facilitator when book is not doing it and not getting open looks, which we need. Uh, You know, it's funny because I was thinking about Grayson Allen tonight. And I'm not down about him at all. I think he's been fantastic, right? He's been filling a role, which he probably wasn't really asked for, but that's the NBA, right? Injuries happen. Then you have to come in and just kind of fill those needs the team needs. Um, He's been doing a tremendous job. I'm excited when Bill does return, when he can maybe go to the bench and fulfill his role. I think Grayson Allen obviously is overlooked as a cutter, more of a dunker, a guy that can really get to the rim. Um, And he tries to, he does, but... I think he's had great games with us, but down the road when we get healthy, just like Josh and Kogi, you're going to see their full game in action, right? I just, I just, the stuff that Grayson Allen's already done this year has been fantastic, but I just know there's more in there and it's just going to be even more amazing when it's more open, when this, when there's more spaces, more lanes to get yeah. to the rim, I think, right? Yeah, I think you pretty much summed it up. And I'm not trying to say the commenter is wrong necessarily, but like, I don't know if they're not using him correctly. Like, I think he is playing his role. The Phoenix Suns are asking him to start 
and he's starting and he's providing the offense that he can provide anything he can give us is just a bonus and you are right he can he can attack the rim he can get to the free throw line he's aggressive because he uses that kind of strong body that he has now the playmaking thing sure but like a lot of these guys can you know dish the ball around playmake if you will like i don't know i i mean and maybe maybe it's yet to be determined, but like, it's, it's hard to really analyze that because we don't have our full team on the court, but like, I think he's been playing great, man. Yeah. He has in his role right now. Uh, metal Mike does say, I think Allen's been playing his role. Well, I totally exactly. agree. Yeah. Like uh, how, yeah. what, I don't know what else you want out of him more to do. Like he's just no. doing his job, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And he also does say, I love Grayson Allen goes for the dunk every time. It's the for best. Real, he I, does. No matter who's in the lane, he's going to go for the dunk. <laughs> and it's, it's awesome. When he, when he hits them, it's uh it'll get you off your seat very quick. Um, Before we go any further, maybe into subreddit and stuff like that. Any other sons, any other Grizzlies? I know Jaron Jackson Jr. tonight had his best game of the season yeah. against the Suns. I know the Grizzlies fans are like, where's he at? But yeah, the whole yeah. thing is, John Morant's missing. Steven Adams is missing. Yeah. So it's a big kind of just switcheroo for him out there where he's just not going to be himself like he was the previous years. I'm still a big fan of him. Um, it wasn't, it's been an off season just for the whole team in general. Yeah. It's kind of a wash, but any thoughts on him and anybody else on the team? What you saw tonight? I, I took a couple small notes. I mean, it, it's like, we've kind of been talking about the whole pod. Like they literally are depleted. Like people forget they have Marcus smart on their team. They got Derek Rose, obviously John Morant and the whole legal stuff and all that, but they have a few other guys like Brandon Clark who are out. So somebody's got to score the damn ball. But he is good. He can provide you offense at times like we saw tonight, like 37 points, nine boards. He's just got to get a little more consistent in terms of rebounding. We all know he can block the ball, but rebounding sort of been a flaw in his game. And look, I mean, I don't expect the Memphis Grizzlies to make up the playoffs at all because, you know, we talked about it last night in the pod saying their season is arguably over. But I will say this, you know, they were playing pretty good up until this game. The past couple of games, you know, they, they mentioned on the broadcast that they kept the last two teams they played under 100 points. They've been playing better defense and everything. We saw a little bit of that tonight. They had good defensive possessions. So maybe if they get healthy, they can maybe sneak into the play-in tournament. But if they keep losing at this pace and their injuries keep piling up, I don't expect them to make the playoffs. Beyond that, man, um, the one highlight really in terms of the Grizzlies that I saw was when Jaron Jackson Jr. kind of crossed over Grayson Allen and went in with that left-handed layup. Beyond that, Desmond Bain is a stud, and they have some other guys that can do a lot of things, but that's my Grizzlies rant. Nope. Excuse me, I was on mute. There, no, you're good. Here I am. Hey, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's um, it's a long road ahead for the team. They do have a chance. I kind of feel like it's a it's a wasted season, but with the 10, 10 teams that can make the playoffs in the play, yeah, it's still, too deep. Yeah, it, yeah, it's you still have an opportunity there. They've been playing hard. They won two in a row before they came in tonight, and they had a chance tonight to steal this one. They really did. If Booker wasn't just as awesome as he is, they would have won this game for sure against a tired Suns team. Where they Booker played last night. Didn't too. play. If Booker didn't play, man, and they would have played the game they did, I uh, they could have won. Just saying. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. And. uh I just have something really quick to bring up, man. Something I saw after a few games ago. This guy was mentioned, but we still haven't Look, seen him up yet. In the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's bull, bull, motherfucker. All right, so there was Frank Vogel 
did speak about, you know, Bobo will see him when we see him. Is this anything that ever enters your mind? Is this, is his name ever enter your mind at all? That the Suns need his size or anything? I mean, I'm a little higher Stupidest on Bobo than John is. You know what I mean? Are I you John's okay? <laughs> well, then it was a good question. All right. But I, but like, am I like, oh man, is Bobo going to play tonight? <laughs> oh man, is this the Bobo game? No, like, I'm not thinking that. Like, we, we haven't even seen much of Chemezi Metu. You can make that argument. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like, but I like that though because it shows how deep we are. Now, there might be a stretch later in the season where, you know, I, I'm not praying for injuries, but you know what I mean? There there might be stuff that comes up or maybe the Suns want to rest, you know, especially with everything going on with load management and closer to the playoffs. Maybe then we see Bull Bull. And I guess it is kind of a red flag that he's not playing right now. You know what I mean? But I'm like, I'm a believer in Bull Bull. I don't care what anybody says, man. I'm just happy he's actually on the Phoenix Suns. You know what I mean? But like, Frank Vogel's probably not playing him for a reason, or maybe we're deeper than we thought we were. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe yeah. I'm delusional, but you know. No, I, I think it's team stayed healthy and they pulled away with some wins. They're number one in the West. They had those blowouts, like um, John trying to say we <laughs> won't we won't see him unless yeah it's garbage time or it's unless totally it's true. like late in the season and we you know, we're resting guys and we, we're getting ready for the playoffs. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Yeah, and um, there is actually someone else I want to talk about. Before we get into subreddit stakeout, really quick. You're down with KBD. Yeah, you know me. You're down with KBD. Yeah, you know me. Who down with KBD? He's been making strides this season as of late, but tonight you kind of saw like his bad side and good side. Bad side, hesitant, having some shot attempts in the paint, just kind of passing up on it, going into the rim failing to convert but then at the end of the game hit some big shots right he's he seems like he's kind of back to like an insecure self like a little bit right there's the hesitancy i just thought it was kind of gone i thought he was more sure of himself but maybe because of the mix-up of all the injuries and stuff it's a little different but tonight he did have eight points off the bench he did play 18 minutes three rebounds uh the one turnover he was a negative 10 but I just think like he kind of reverted back to his old self a little bit. There were kind of glimpses of him going forward to where you're like, oh, this guy has the confidence now. Are you seeing anything different in him? Because I just don't feel it with him anymore, man. That's what's tricky is I don't know if it is a confidence issue or if it's just maybe he's not getting enough minutes because we all know Frank Vogel. He he doesn't really have a fifth starter. There's no fifth starter locked in. And Josh kogi has been playing pretty well. And it's like, maybe that's affecting the confidence. Maybe he's not touching the ball enough because he surprised me a few times on offense earlier this season. You know what I mean? Especially when he did start. And we all know, like, in my personal opinion, K debate's the opposite kind of guy that, like, does, like, the little things and has those, like, spark moments that kind of, like, ignite the offense or ignite the team in general. Haven't seen too much of that lately, but I love his versatility. I love his size and everything. He's a good player, and I'm sure he's not, like, begging Frank Vogel to start. And I mean that as a compliment. I'm sure he's one of those guys who will buy into the role no matter how many minutes he's getting. But I don't know. Maybe it's just a matter of him just not getting the ball enough. Maybe that's why he's not standing out. I don't know, man. Maybe. Um, John Dodo say that he can probably feel Nazir yeah. gunning for a spot. Yeah, good that's point, a good John. take right there. Yeah, it might be a good point Um, because he – KBD, we thought of a starter, and he's been starting a few games, of course, with the injuries we've had. But uh, 
KBD Jam does say is a men's filler. He is a terrible defender. His he's just smaller than I thought. He's a little bit skinnier and smaller than I thought on some of these guys, and his defense hasn't been that good. It's not been that good. I don't think he's a and terrible defender. It's though. not terrible, but it's yeah. just like not uh, great, but not like terrible either. Yeah, but when you want him to like find that matchup and just make a stop, yeah. I think he does better towards the end of the games. In the beginning <laughs> of the games, he gets schooled all game long. I mean, all half long, and usually in the first half. That's the second fair. half, I feel like he kind of finally picks up on stuff can kind of make those plays to help the Suns out, but it takes them a little while. Yeah, um, Maybe just we'll see how he does the rest of the season. The rest of the season, though, I don't think Yuta will get a lot of minutes. Yuta tonight did come in for a little bit. He was 15 minutes, 14 or four, oh, 14 points, four points. <laughs> uh, hit the one three. I don't know what I'm talking about him. Bless hey, his heart, though, right? I, I, I'll just say this is maybe him getting benched last game. Like I mentioned, last pod was an eye-opener because, you know, again, he only had four points tonight, but still, he was out there, hit that one three, which, by the way, that was a Devin Booker no look, by the way, when he passed that to him. But I don't know. Again, just a guy that needs the ball more in his hands, needs to be consistent with his shot and can consistently hit the shot, then maybe he'll get more minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so, but I think there's just so much – more you can get from that bench and the other role players yeah. that Yuta just lacks. And then yeah. I think he has confidence in himself. Oh yeah. But before, before tonight's game, I thought that then when I saw some plays tonight where he just seems so down on himself, even rebounding the ball and not letting Booker have it. That was awesome. But yeah. there's just, there's certain things he does in the court. I'm like, okay, he is hesitant. He's kind of just in his own head about things. So he needs, like John says, just to be more free. Yep. Right. And just be himself out there. But, Beat himself out there is just not doing too good. So um, let's get into subreddit Seiko. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. All right. The King, I know you're sick of it, Jamsters, but so am I. All right. I'm sick of a lot of things, but we just keep doing them and we keep grinding through. So tonight on the subreddit stakeout, I was in Memphis hanging out. Um, Whatever they do down there, crawdads, whatever they eat. Um, all I'm asking is one decent Jaren game. Well, hey, you got it. All right. You got it tonight. First comment I saw out there. You know what? I'm like, let me see one too. 37 points. You got that game. All right. Are you happy? And you didn't win. So thank God. Otherwise, man, what a game from Jaren Jackson Jr. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. The Everyone always brings this up. In the subreddits, um, Phoenix having the USB noise in their free throw makes me makes my geek in me smile. <laughs> so I don't know if he's talking about you, Suns Geek, but he's all makes the geek in me smile. But yeah, everyone always brings that up because I think we're maybe the only NBA team that has that after a made shot or made free throw. Brilliant first half from Jaron. The love continued for him, him and Desmond Bain. I love those two. I really do. And if they can stay god they only won five games though if they can stay close they have an opportunity they just do to make the plus this will be scary as a play in um three game win streak incoming marcus smart is c-o-t-y which is i thought coach of the year but i don't know if they like marcus smart and i think it's because he wasn't happy there he got hurt i think he's hurt and he might be wanting out of there. So maybe they don't like him. So I thought maybe it was the other C word, not coach of the year, but the other C word that I won't say that the Australians always say over there on their pod. <laughs> not going to say it. 
Um, refs fucked us out of a comeback. Do you believe that? I don't believe. No, that. this game was close the whole way through. Like, what are you talking about? Except for maybe like when we went in that run in the third quarter and everything, and late in the fourth. But like, what are you talking about? You guys almost came back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't no, agree with that at all. <laughs> it's all ref talking there, and sometimes I just get sick of it. I'm like, all right, it's always the ref stuff. Us talking about it, them talking about it, it never ends, and I'm just done talking about it. So that was subreddit stakeout, everybody. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. If you haven't yet, please like, subscribe, all the good stuff. Please keep us afloat. And then when I go to bed tonight before and I look at those likes, they're a little higher than normal. But, oh, okay. It gives me a reason to continue this madness. Um, Suns Geek, I want to talk about the in-season tournament um, upcoming. Um, if you want to, we can do that. But before that, any other notes you had, anything that you want to go over about tonight's game or anything else that is NBA relevant or your personal life? Oh man, we could be here for like thirty hours if that's the case. <laughs> we, you won't go to bed tonight. I'll, I'll need to go oh, get another fine. beer from the fridge. Yeah, but just a couple quick notes. Uh, they mentioned this on the broadcast, and I sort of just said it a few seconds ago. A lot of like ties and lead changes in this game. At halftime, there was twelve lead changes, twelve ties. The game was a lot like closer than I anticipated. Again, until yeah. about that third quarter when we kind of went on that run and everything. Also, because I know we barely talked about him last podcast, Drew Eubanks had that poster dunk, and he drove all the way in and just threw it down. And then I believe like a few possessions later had that come from behind block. Got to mention the little things, man. Just saying. Um, Beyond that, Jordan Goodwin had a nice little rebound steal, if you will. I think he like got it from busy and like laid it back up and in. Beyond that, I've kind of been saying this a lot on my show, and I'm pretty sure I've said it on your guys' podcast as well. I just want to see the Phoenix Suns put it together for like 40 minutes. Now, you know, basketball's 48 minutes, right? Just put it together for 40 minutes, man. You know what I mean? Like, we shouldn't be having these close games. You know what I mean? And I know you can't blow every team out and everything, but just put it together offensively and defensively for at least 40 minutes. That's all I'm asking, especially with how talented and deep we are beyond that. Don't really have too many notes on the specific game, but I'm excited for the in season tournament, man. You know, it's still a long season. This was our 20th game. John kept mentioning that yesterday You know, in yesterday's podcast. It's our 20th game. Still a long season. We barely just entered December suns fans. So just, Take a deep breath. It's a long season. Glad Devin Booker's back. Hopefully he stays back. And hopefully eventually we get some good news on Bradley Beal, man. Yeah, I mean, that's coming up. I think everyone's really wondering like how the reviews are going to go on his back, yeah. right? It should probably be one of those LeBron James um, uh, take my talents to South Beach where we, maybe Bradley Beal comes out and reveals his x-rays and we can all look at him and just be like, okay, well, there we are. I've seen another month or something, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm trying to stay positive with it because we definitely need him. Like you said, close games when before or on the seven-game win streak, they won by 18 against Minnesota, then won one by three, one by three, one by 13 against Portland, then by eight against Golden State. That was probably should have been more of a blowout. Yeah, oh, yeah. One points against Memphis, then a three-point win against New York. And, of course, <laughs> last night, or the game against Toronto, yeah. where you lose by that, seven. That loss and, bugged me. I don't know why, but it bugged me, man. Oh, yeah, because it was just kind of one of those where it's just like, 
you should have had this game, right? Yeah. It it just it was one of those games where they should have just had. Um, they've been playing the close games, but I just think they're 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 gonna take a few more games or a few more weeks, and then then Beal's gonna come back. Then it's another adjustment, right? It's never gonna be that blowout mentality that we mentality that we kind of just hope for this season. It's gonna take some time. Maybe next year. We can get that maybe in February, March. We can start to see that win streak with like 20 point, 30 point wins. It'd be nice. But yeah, right now I'll take the victory and I'll take the Booker MVP conversation. But let's talk about the end season tournament. Here we go. You can see our hats. That's about it. Um, if you want to go through it just really quick, I just want to get some predictions. So Western Conference, you have the Lakers versus Suns, the number one seed versus the four seed. Then you have the Kings versus the Pelicans, two versus the three seed. Any predictions? I are we just gonna choose the Suns to go to the championship and win it all? I mean, yeah, but that's the bias, you know, fanboy Homer in me talking. But I mean, uh, I'll just say this: don't sleep on the Sacramento Kings. That's all I gotta say. I, 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 you know, the light the beam stuff last year. Their their successful season. People forget that they took the Warriors seven games last season. Very competitive playoff series, but I might add. But again, I mean, there's the Milwaukee Bucks in there. I cannot wait to play them because they're obviously, you know, Giannis, Dame, etc. You know, the Pacers have had a pretty good season. You know, they're they're fun and exciting to watch. But the Boston Celtics are also dominant as well. But obviously, the Homer in me is going to pick the Suns. But I'm just saying, don't sleep on the Kings, man. Yeah, you know what? If I had to choose a non-Suns team to make it and win, I'd choose the Kings versus Pacers in the championship. And I'd say that the Kings might win. All right. Ooh, oh, and take from Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Rollins does say Kings just beat yep. them up tonight. Um, I'm saying, man. They start off slow. They had the injuries. Um, oh, gosh. De'Aaron Fox was De'Aaron out. Fox was injured. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was injured. For, I forgot yeah, his name, yeah. of course. Yep. Yeah, he was out. Then they started going on a win streak, eight games or so. And then they came back. And they just, they're back in it, man. You kind of thought they fell out, but that guy is just as important as Booker is to our team, I feel like. And I would love to see them win it if the Suns can't win it. But I'm very excited about the next game against the Lakers. Um, Bucks, Knicks. Yeah, see, if you're going Bucks, Knicks too, then the Knicks, this would be good for New York, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of funny because if the Knicks do win the NCAA tournament, and they don't win a championship. It's kind of one of those things. It's like, well, you won the in-season tournament, and that's all you can do, right? It's a whole – I just kind of bashing on them in a way that they always get bashed on. But it's nice to see some real teams in this thing where you have the Bucks and you have the Celtics, who are obviously one of the top teams in the league, and then you have the Suns and Lakers and Kings and even the Pelicans in there who are – if the Pelicans, they're starting to get things right. When, they're when trying they're to figure healthy, things out. the Pelicans are good yes. when they're healthy. They they actually love each other now. Ingram and Zion are getting <laughs> yep. along. They're figuring <laughs> stuff out. So with the Pelicans being dominant again in a way, it's just kind of nice to see these teams. I don't know if you were worried or even cared about maybe just seeing some like crappy teams in this thing. So I, some, I was Sometimes the crappy teams are fun to watch because they're young and athletic. You know what I mean? They have the highlight plays. That's sort of where I, I feel like the Pacers are. They're, they're not crappy by any means, but like they're they're in the borderline of like they're on the rise, but they're not necessarily a contender. You know what I mean? Like they got Tyrese Halliburton, you know, former Phoenix Sun, Jalen Smith and all those other young guys, Obi Toppin and everything. But they're playing hard, man. Like they're a pretty good team. 
And don't be surprised if they make the playoffs because they've had a decent year. And by the way, Tyrese Halliburton's playing out of his mind, but that's another conversation for another time. <laughs> yes, he is insane. I, I like it, and then I kind of hate it a little bit because of the Suns could have drafted him. But he didn't want to come here. We had Chris Paul. Well, the sun, he the Suns, yeah, the Suns could have drafted him. He didn't like want to come here because yeah. the Suns had Chris Paul, and he wanted to start. And you can see why he wanted to be a starter this quickly. Um, Jamsters, though, if you want to have any, if you have any predictions out there for the in-season tournament, let's hear it now because it means something. That way, when you're right, we can talk about it later on when you do tell us in the chat. After it's all over, hey, I guessed them right. But like, you know what? I don't know if I believe you. So um, let's talk about the Jam Star. And I think we know. Jam Star of the Game. Right. Oh, I said the wrong word. Like. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when I have a beer. All right. Because I never <laughs> drink and then I have one beer and I forget everything. Like, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. Um, Sons Geek, we're going to take it down a notch. I'm going to say my thanks for Devin Booker coming back and just being amazing. <laughs> it's just like last live show, man, where I don't have an honor, uh, an honorable mention. It is Devin freaking Booker, man. Yeah, I mean, dude, he came back from an ankle sprain, and you saw that ankle sprain, man. It was bad. He came it looked, back. It did. Yeah, yeah. it didn't look he, bad. He came back and he looked fan freaking tastic. I love you, Devin Booker. Thank you for being the face of the Phoenix Suns. So glad you are back and I hope you stay back. Yeah, definitely. And uh, thank you for carrying us to a victory. Um, not very many jamsters out there really giving us their jam star, but we all know who it is. Dan T gives it to Book. John Tran, Booker, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like so CL Oracle. Book for coming back. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. Oracle does say Bobo for Jam Star. Yes. yes. He was minutes. <laughs> laughing about stuff. You know what? To tell you the truth, that they had like just behind the scenes of Bobo or oh just even God. the bench talk, I would watch that over the game. <laughs> Whatever they're talking about and just having a good time, I want to know. They're funny guys. Come on. I feel so left out when I'm just watching the game at home and I have to watch my sons win almost every night. Um, yeah, so those are our jam stars. Um, it is 10 minutes left. So I didn't time this one out very well. Um, Sons Geek, anything else you got going on, man? Any it's, top of your head. Bro, it's because you and I, you know, you know, we, you know, John, we we all have you we all do great shows together, but you and I, we 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 work seamlessly together. We we do great shows, man. I don't know. I just I just I just want Suns fans to chill, you know, like yeah. I will, I will yeah. never forget when we were four and six and everybody was panicking. And I went on this hour and a half live show, pretty much just defending the Phoenix Suns from top to bottom. Now I did address their fourth quarter woes, which knock on wood have gotten a little bit better. I, you know, the, the fouls and the turnovers have been a little bit addressed here and there, but I just, I just want to remind Suns fans kind of like John did last podcast. Just to just to relax. It's still so early in the season, twenty games in, and you know you can't control injuries. There was a comment. I'm not going to say who the Twitter user was, but he's like, "Oh, it frustrates me that there's over a hundred million dollars sitting on the bench." I'm like, you can't control injuries. The NBA is plagued by injuries right now. You go look at everybody else's injury spot or injury like list. It is massive, man. And I'm like. I'm like, just focus on who we have on the court. And what did I say at the very beginning of the show, man? 
It is a luxury for Kevin Durant to have 27 points and whatever else he did tonight. And just to him kind of be overshadowed by like, but, but like what book and Nurk did, that is a luxury to have. Like, I just think Phoenix Suns fans are a little spoiled and they need to appreciate what they have. It's still super early in the season. I don't even know where I was going with this, but that's just stuff that kind of bugs me. Like when I see comments like that, that's why I try to keep it optimistic on the live shows, especially when Suns fans are panicking. I try to just get on there and just try to remind them that, you know, one one game at a time, one step at a time, you know? No, I totally agree with you. I'm one of those fans though, where I do panic easily. I do. <laughs> and the one thing is just the Booker injuries and stuff like that. That really kind of freaks me out because I don't want him to go through the season plagued by injuries this is going to be a career year for him that's the reason that's fair that's fair i want to see greatness um but if you want to talk about the lakers a little bit so lakers did lose last game but they're beating the rockets tonight they are seventh in the west right now currently in the standing sitting at 11 and 9 going into the in-season tournament what do you expect man do you expect just like so the way i see it panning out i don't know if i see the suns winning or not i'm just i'm worried because the way lebron is in-season tournament, I want to be the first player to win it. My second to last season. Second to maybe he plays three more seasons. But first in-season tournament, I want it. I can just see him coming out there. Anthony Davis just going nuts for the one game in a month and just controlling this game in the paint and then LeBron doing his thing, just hitting threes. And then last game, it was a Cam Reddish just hitting six threes or yeah, something. Yeah, we, we like talked crazy. about that. I was on the podcast yes. and we talked yes. about that. Yeah. So I'm I'm a little nervous. I am. I don't know if the Suns can handle this in-season tournament pressure. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I like how you say it's in-season tournament pressure, like it's March Madness or the playoffs or something. But I want to be the first ones. Everyone wants to be the first ones to win it and win that money for their teammates. It means more I than anything. I agree right? with you on two things. First off, the last thing you just said is that it is the very first in-season tournament yeah. this never happened before which you know what love it or hate it at least give the nba credit that they are trying something new so now to continue on with what i was saying the second thing that i agree with you with is it just seems like whenever the lakers play the suns it seems like they take it up a notch you know what i mean like go back and look at the preseason go back and look at the you know early game we played against them like it just seems like they take it up a notch that's what makes me nervous. And you know how the referees get when it's Suns Lakers there. You know, I, I could, I could barely touch LeBron barely and they would call a foul. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like we're going to get into foul trouble. It's going to be some BS calls. Anthony Davis is probably going to play out of his mind. Hopefully the Suns are focused and locked in. I, 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 I'm kind of with you there, but obviously I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to be a biased Suns fan. I don't care. This is your show. This is my show. I'm going to pick the Suns, man. Suns All right. Yeah. Suns. I'm going to pick the Suns too. I, I'm very excited for the game. Uh, I don't even know if the courts are going to look the same. Um, I think they're playing in LA. Maybe the courts look the same as they did for the previous four games. Um, I, I, I think that um, the whole thing with LeBron winning for the first time, it's just, a, it's just a thing. It's a narrative for him um and it's just it's kind of great to see him and katie going at it again you know it's one of those things where it hasn't happened for a while until this season you got yep. some good matchups this season and they're still top 10 players in the league him and lebron are just still that good yeah top 10 top 15 right right it, top, that, i was I, I don't for me i've always been cover your ears Suns fans i've always been a big lebron fan i still think he's unstoppable in situations yeah. if he has the right teammates around him 
Um, but KD has been playing phenomenal, only out two games this year, and has been there for the Suns when we need them. So that matchup is something the NBA needs to drive those ratings. So I know this sounds like cliche or like it may sound silly, but it's true. Like the age that LeBron is doing this at, and you think of the physicality of basketball and how big LeBron is as well. I mean, what, like six foot eight, six foot nine, probably like 260 or whatever. The the speed, the strength, and the pace that he does it at, especially when he gets the ball and he's running in transition, he is hard to stop, man. And we all know the 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 achievements and the awards and everything else he's done on and off the court. And he's what, like 38? I don't even know how old he is. 40, 45 years old. You know what I mean? He's old, but he, he would kick the crap out of both of us if we played him two on one. <laughs> oh, you're muted. Did you exit out because of my conspiracy? What happened there, dude? <laughs> there was some like audio issue. I don't know. What oh. I don't know if you're muted or <laughs> no. I, just, I refreshed uh, it just to make sure. I didn't hear what you said, by the way. <laughs> you just you left me by myself, and I was just like, I don't know what to do. Let's sit here and look in the camera. <laughs> so, um, no, I won't get into that. So, <laughs> I just think that um, LeBron has a chance because of the the elitist party and all that stuff. But we'll leave it there. Um. <laughs> Before we go tonight, I just want to say, Jamsters, thank you for joining me. I know John wasn't here tonight, but thanks for making it through with Suns Geek and I because we do, I feel like a great job. It's a Saturday night, hanging out. Tomorrow's Sunday, there's football on. Everyone just relax tomorrow. Tuesday night, the Suns play. Monday night, though, tournament does start. So I'm actually excited for Monday night. So before we go, Suns Geek, where can they find you? Where can they, where do you live? Uh, what's your phone number? <laughs> Yeah, I live, and here's my phone number. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, in all seriousness, everybody, Matthew, once again, thank you and John for inviting me back on. Glad that we get to collaborate on both channels, and I'm glad we have this partnership and friendship. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. You guys, are, you guys are the original Suns post-game podcast, and that will never change. Uh, but you guys know where to find me. Just search Suns Geek on YouTube. You know, on my channel, doing live shows, videos. If it has to deal with the Phoenix Suns, I'm going to make a video about it. I try to make as many videos as possible. And um, you know me. I'm not a big football guy, man, but Eagles 49ers tomorrow. I might have to actually turn that game oh. on and tune in. I can't wait. Oh, so man. you're going to watch that, huh? Yeah, I might actually. You got I a Cowboys actually, fan over here? <laughs> I might actually Cowboys sit suck. down sort of and casually watch it. But I, I'll have no clue who's playing because I don't know football, man. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Football, it's just baloney. Because I'm a Cowboys fan. And honestly, it's like when I meet people for the first time, like, oh, you're a Cowboys fan. Why are you Cowboys fans? Like, why does it matter anymore? This team's never going to win anything. They're never going to beat all the good. They're the bad teams, dude. So I don't even, I don't care about them anymore. Until they win a championship or Super Bowl, then I'll be crying and excited. Uh, yeah, but everybody, please like, subscribe, and uh, make sure, go on Spotify right now and get us a five-star review so we can get back up to five stars. And honestly, Suns Geek, you're the original post-game podcast. You're the original Suns everything. <laughs> and we all just followed in your footsteps. And we all have a good time together now. And I really enjoy it. So thanks for being on again. And uh, everyone, go home and love your family. Love you. <laughs>